What is up, everybody? Welcome to Recruiting is No Joke. I am super excited today. We have uh, a great guest, and I think the topic that we're going to be covering and what we're going to be talking about um, just going to be really relevant for everybody out there. So as always, you know how I like to do it. Get in the chat. Tell me who's out there. I hate the idea of just talking to nobody, which is why I do the live show. Uh, but I love participation. So just tell me who you are, what you do. Uh, you could say hi. You could tell me if you're working for a company in recruitment. Just say hi. Let us know who's out there. And then as always, if you guys have comments, if you got questions for the guest, for myself, um, definitely feel free to drop those into the chat. What I will say is if you got questions around the job search or resume, we're probably not going to cover those questions. Uh, that you know we can cover that through the DMs, but anything else, uh, feel free to drop those comments. And then, as always, I want to give a huge shout out to MetaView. Hopefully, you guys saw the video I dropped earlier where uh, we just talk about what MetaView does, and essentially, it's interview transcription. So, if you're a recruiter and you're sick of typing notes, which I was never a good note taker, so I might be a little bit biased, but if you're sick of typing notes, you got to get MetaView and try it out. So, I'm going to drop a link so you could try it for free or you could go to one of my videos on my profile today uh so special thanks to metaview and i'm already seeing people jump in the chat we got mustafa papola arden who good to see you guys kimberly great to see you uh obina great to see you stella great to see you so guys thanks so much for dropping by saying hi uh, look, if there's other people in the chat as well that you're interested in connecting with, like just connect with each other. Uh, so we are going to get going here. Um, let me just switch the view. And I want to welcome Michael Kasak to the show. Hey, Joel. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Really, really glad uh, you're on the show. I'd love to, uh, yeah, I always start off with like, how did you get started in recruitment? Um, I'd love to hear that story, but why don't you yeah. just give a brief overview of who you are, what you do? Yeah, yeah, I'll try to maybe hit on both at the same time. Um, yeah, I love that. I'm a, a career-long TA professional. I stumbled into recruiting like so many of us a long, oh man, a long, long time ago. Uh, so I was very fortunate to have found uh, the agency side uh, back when I graduated college and. Uh, started at Aerotech, so I got the right training. It was, oh man, uh, you started yeah. the, you started the real way, like that's oh, the yeah. official way. I love yeah. that. Yeah, up or out, and uh, and I realized very quickly that I found my passion. I loved, mm. I love the energy, I love the competition, I love the sense of urgency, um, everything about it. I just uh, I, I loved helping people. I loved to help people get jobs, and so you know the networking aspect of it at all uh, it all worked out and. Um, but what I ended up doing, you know, was was really taking everything that I've learned on the agency side that I enjoyed and, and bringing it over to corporate America. And, you know, again, this was this was 20 some odd years ago. I'm about to age myself. But, you know, I remember walking into you know corporate and seeing a lot of titles that were recruiter and watching what they did. And, you know, again, not talking bad about anything that they're, they've, they've done. This is a legitimate job scope, but recruiters were processing offer letters, running background checks, and really kind of waiting for people to come to them. And, and I wanted to disrupt the space and really bring that agency mentality to uh, the corporate ranks. And so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door and worked my way through uh, some work for some amazing companies. Uh, had an opportunity to work for you know Bank of America, Capital One, CBRE, PayPal and uh, most recently Google. So, uh, but I was I was one of the twelve thousand that uh, that were laid off um, earlier this year, and um, you know it stung a little bit. But hey, um, you know those things happen. Um, adversity happens to everybody. It's about how you handle it. So I've uh, I've really spent the last God last you know four or five months um, doing a lot of things, but mainly you know spending time with my family and, and really thinking hard about. You know what my next chapter is going to be like, and what I want to, what I want to do with the the rest of my career. Because I still feel like I have a lot to give back. Um, I love talent acquisition. I think it's uh, it's a really noble profession. I mean, we help people. It's it's that's yeah. it's that simple at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, I've I've 
been on this journey of, you know, kind of figuring out where my next move's going to be. But I've also, man, I've, I have really gone into this eyes wide open being on this side of the fence for once. And really I've seen, you know, I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly and um, you know, our industry, I don't have to tell you and uh, people (laughs) listening, it's, uh, it's uncharted territory right now. It really is. And, um, and I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. And, you know, it's one thing where I'm I'm also trying to give back. Um, I've spent a lot of time with people that are in somewhat similar situation and maybe don't have, aren't in the right headspace or trying to get there and trying to process all of this. And, um, you know, just trying to help. And, And that's one of the good that I'm seeing right now in our industry is, and there's a lot of people out there reaching out to help. And so, um, you know, that is one of the the silver linings in all of this is that our community, our talent acquisition community is coming together and trying to help each other out. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I believe we got connected up. Either somebody. Yes. Hey, guys, I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor, MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're safe from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started. Pretty sure somebody connected us up and then you connected with me with three other people. And uh, I had two two messages today before 9 a.m. One from an old uh, client that I worked with. He's not old, but you know what I'm saying. Somebody I worked with in the past. Uh, introducing me to somebody in his network that was, you know, looking to make connections. Um, had somebody else reach out from another platform, you know, who's a recruiter looking for other opportunities. So, I I agree with you, and I think, you know, I'm I'm curious to dive it a little bit into some of your experiences and also some of the recommendations that you're making as yeah. somebody who's not only worked with a lot of companies, like you obviously have a lot of experience as well. But I'm I'm curious, like when you made that switch from agency to corporate did you did, did you kind of always know that that was going to happen like once you got an agency yeah. or like how, how did that kind of develop and yeah yeah, yeah i think it you know some of it was was organic I, I remember i remember going on um calls to get you know to get recs from from the the companies that i was working with and i would turn if they would let me i would turn the 30 minute meeting into an hour and a half two hours because I was always asking the questions on why, why, why are you giving me this business? What's going on, you know, mm. behind the scenes? What's the overarching strategy here? You know, what's around the bed? Why is your company hiring? And so, I was enamored by corporate America. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to uh, really understand. I didn't want to just go get that wreck and then bring the wreck back, see wreck, fill wreck. I wasn't. That really wasn't my mindset. My state of mind was more about. You know why is all of this going on, and, and what's this what do they call it? It's doing? like peel, peeling back the onion, right? That's what yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the more that I, the more conversations I had with, you know, the the likes of the the hiring managers and, and the stakeholders within the corporate side, the the more I realized that you know that's that's really where I wanted to be, and it wasn't anything bad about the agency side. Yes, I mean there was a there's a <laughs> cutthroat aspect. You know, there there's other you know spread is king, all this stuff that, um, man, it's been a while. So, um, but, you know, I really just felt like my natural transition was over to, to corporate. And so for me, it actually was pretty organic and it made sense at the time for me to make that step, but I wasn't running away from anything on the agency side. I think I was just kind of running towards where I thought my, um, you know, more of my skill set lied. Yeah. And, and look, I think it's, 
you know, ag agency, like, yes, you build the relationships with clients and you can have those relationships. We, we all know that, but it's obviously different when you're hiring or you're, sorry, you're recruiting people to join something that you're building. And uh, I, I think I came to this re realization when I was recruiting recruiters and um, I was recruiting, you know, corporate recruiters and HR people and, and just asking them like, what is, what is it that excites you? And a lot of the time it was, this idea of building something continuously. And I think, yeah. you know, with agency, like obviously you have those, you can have those long-term relationships, uh, but you know, it's, it's just, it's always different than the internal hiring manager relationship. Like, and yeah. you, you recruit somebody and then you see them around the office or you see them at the corporate events. There's, there is a difference between the yeah. two. Um, and, and I think most of the recruiters that I know and like talent leaders who have moved up, uh, they have a passion for for building something. Yeah. They have a, and and again, not to say you can't build on agency. I hope you, all my agency friends are hearing me right, but that's <laughs> clearly a difference between it. Um, so so kind of looking back to you know times throughout your career, I'm I'm curious with the market and how it is right now, and you're obviously yeah. experiencing this. Can you can you kind of? describe it and even compare it to maybe oh, like 08 yeah. or like some of these other yeah yeah had. like what what are, what are some of the core differences that you're experiencing oh man um there's a lot of differences um you know i i did go through you know 08 was uh was bad this um you know i think really the difference here and um i i'll do my best to articulate kind of how i'm seeing it but it is um it is it is an interesting landscape I think right now you have more qualified people that are vying for the same opportunity than ever before. And whereas before, I think there was, you know, even if the, even if the opportunities were few, there were, you know, you could get a short list together pretty quickly. If you look at what today's landscape's bringing, there are just, um, recruiters on the other side are getting inundated, not just with, resumes but really good qualified individuals mm. and yeah and so it's really you know it's it's somewhat paralyzing and it's somewhat um there are a lot of companies that aren't equipped to be able to take on a hundred a thousand types of, of solid candidates that could all fit the job and figure out how to strategically go about interviewing them giving them a good experience and then obviously hiring the right person and i think it's exposing, you know, this, this time we're in is exposing a lot of companies and how their process is set up, how they're, you know, analyzing applicants, how they're, you know, just really identifying who to hire and who not to hire. And so I yeah. think you have this perfect storm of really great quali qualified candidates in the market, very, very few jobs, and then just the getting inundated with all of that is creating this, um, this chaos within the process and within the system. And so you're hearing about people getting ghosted. You're hearing about, you know, the black holes of, Hey, I sent my resume to a job that I'm, you know, more than qualified for, haven't heard back in, you know, months and, you know, there's story after story. And I think, again, it boils down to, you know, there's just so many qualified candidates that are all vying for very, very few opportunities. I look, I've, I've made a lot of videos recently, mainly on TikTok, because that's, that's kind of more of a video platform than LinkedIn. But uh, a lot of the videos I've been saying, you could do everything right and still not get the offer because of what you're talking about. And absolutely, it, it could come down to, hey, this person who is just as qualified, or maybe they have a different experience set, but that you're both two top tier candidates. But the other candidate, it, you know, it, it's open to 5K less. And so you're not getting the offer. And obviously, it's hard to know. Like you can't be like, what's, what are the other, you know, what are the other people looking yeah. for in, in the conversation? But, um, you know, usually it's like, look at where things are breaking down. Like, and like I said, you can, you can get better and you can figure out what did I say are the things that I can be doing yeah. better. And I always say self-reflection is huge. But you yeah. also need to take that pressure off and go, Look, this is a unique situation. It's not many times, at least since yeah. I've been in recruitment, where you, you legitimately have you know, the short list is full of really quality people. Um, and, and I think B2B, 
because of how 2021 was where it was just you know almost like not that many applicants and you're yeah. having to go out and you're having to be uh strategic i think it's been a been a long time since companies have experienced this and yeah. so they might not even from a process standpoint have things set up to where they're able to like you said deliver a quality candidate experience coupled yeah, with spot on. probably like recruiting teams are just smaller than they they've been because they're absolutely you know, and they're stretched thin. so yeah um, yeah i feel i feel for the, the the recruiting teams that have been you know diminished not only have they had to go through the the psychological aspect of you know their their colleagues and their friends leaving and then them worrying you know if the if there's another shoe and but then they're they're having to take on all of that workload and so you know there's there's that other side of it that we have to be as as a candidate you have to be empathetic to what the recruiters are experiencing right now and then you know on the flip side as a recruiter you you know there is not enough empathy that you could give to to a candidate in this market right now um it is just um you know it's brutal it is absolutely brutal i i think it's slowly getting better but it yeah. is still um you know it is still in bad shape well and it's difficult too i mean i was looking at you know the jobs report that came out and it's like oh we yeah. added three hundred thousand yeah. jobs and uh, it's like yeah there's a lot of part-time work going but when you look yeah. at the actual jobs that were added i think it was like twenty-three thousand jobs yeah like corporate jobs yeah um, and, and and you're so, also talking about underemployment baked into that and i mean there's there's so many aspects i mean the bottom line is yes we want to we want to see growth and any type of growth within the job market is positive but once you dig in you're exactly right Joel. once you dig in it's really you know it's it's not a needle mover and, and i think that's what can be you know as a job seeker it can be off-putting when you see you know headlines like that or you see yeah. conflicting headlines and then LinkedIn news has got one article saying, yeah, yeah, this is happening. And another article saying something completely different is happening. Yeah. So I'm curious from your perspective, again, not only being, you know, a high level recruiter, somebody who has been, you know, worked at great companies and has seen the, from the inside, but now on the job market, yeah. what advice, and I'm looking more even just for other recruiters on the market, yeah. like what's yeah. some of like your top advice? Like what are the things you're doing? How are you, how are you approaching the yeah. day? Um, yeah. What's your mindset like right now? Yeah. Um, let me see if I could figure out how to um, how best articulate this because I'm learning. I I'm learning as I go. Mm. This is this is uncharted territory. It really is. And so, some advice I would give, you know, first and foremost, is you can't take anything personally right now. If you're not hearing back from from someone, or if you're getting ghosted, or if you didn't get the job, um, it's really important. Like you said earlier do that self-reflection, have that post-mortem on what I could have done better. But at the end of the day, um, you can't beat yourself up for, um, for not being perfect through, uh, through an interview process. It is just impossible. Now that said, there are ways where you can look to put your best foot forward. And so for me, I personally, I, I, I look at the actual job and I say, okay, I don't want to interview, especially the first interview. I'm not interviewing to get this job. I'm interviewing to understand more about this job, to you know learn more about the company, the culture, and really you know go into it trying to understand more about the role. I think where some people are going wrong right now is they're just hyper focused on I need to get a job, I need yeah. to get this offer, yeah. and so and and again. It's tough. Totally understand that. I mean, there are people, everybody's in different situations and there are people that just need a job. But for me, I want to, I want to find a job that is the absolute best. I mean, I've been so fortunate to have worked for some amazing companies and work with some amazing people. I do not want that to change. My next job is going to be working with amazing people. And I am, that is a non-negotiable for me. So when I go into an interview, I want to know more about the leadership. I want to know more about, you know, the technology that they're using, the, you know, I, I get into the details and I'm, you know, it, it's a, it should be 50, 50. I'm interviewing them. They're interviewing me. And I think what's happening right now is you have a lot of people again, rightfully so that are just going into these interviews saying, okay, I've, I've got to get this job. I've got to, and they they're overthinking 
okay, what does this person want me to say? Or what's the right answer that I need to give here? And, and you know, I would, I, I would scrap all of that as hard as it is. I would say, okay, I'm going to be my authentic self and I'm going to go into this and I'm going to take over 50% of this interview and I'm going to start asking more questions and I'm really going to under, want to understand what it is about this company that's going to make me want this, this job. And I, I think if you start there and if you start with that mentality, then you're going to put your best foot forward and you're going to give the person on the other side a different experience than mm. what they're having with most of their other candidates who, again, are, you know, diving in and just answering those questions in a way that is what the job description says. And so for me, you know, it, it is about seeking to understand the job more and, and answering or uh, asking a lot more questions. Matt, you said, I mean, I feel like that, that whole, uh, I don't want to say spiel, the whole section there, yeah. uh, just dropping a lot of really important points. And I, I'm, I don't know if you follow um, Mike Pedito on, on LinkedIn yeah. or on, yeah. on TikTok. He did a video and it's gone viral. The video has yeah. gone viral. And he basically, the premise of it is you need to be asking behavioral questions as a yeah. candidate. And Absolutely. a lot of the responses to me were interesting because people are saying, well, this is a passive aggressive kind of question to ask. And, you know, I just made another video saying like, look, this is because we've been trained and scripted to believe that an interview it's like a video game like you have to yeah. get through and right you know to do it like i've got to get my resume to exactly. match the job description and then when i get in i gotta ask these three questions to unlock the next yep. stage in it yeah and I, I think you have to step back and go okay number one have i even sat back and looked at like what are my values what am i looking to do what am i looking to achieve and is this next position like actually in accordance with my values or what I want to look yeah. for, because otherwise, you know, what can easily happen is you get a new job and because you've tried to just be everything to everybody and people please, you then find yourself in an environment you don't want to be in. Absolutely. You end up leaving or whatever happens and it's, it's created some unknown problems. And so I think you have to balance that with the fact of, like you said, I need a job, right? And and I think yeah. you have to balance those two things. So I've, yeah. And again, this is why I wouldn't ask. Like my next question, maybe some people will go, "Well, what's your, what are your top go to questions to figure this out?" I'm not a big fan of of like scripting yeah. things like that. So yeah. I'm not going to go there. But I'm I'm curious to to hear from you. You find this opportunity. You know, yeah. you're in your next role. It's obviously going to be in some sort of leadership role within within a talent team looking at your experiences now and looking at the market and looking at like this, the change of AI on both sides and how yeah. AI is even impacting things. Yeah. What, what, are, what are some of the things you think that you'd be thinking about as, as like a talent leader right now? And what are some things that maybe uh, you didn't see, you know, a year ago that maybe you're looking at now and going, Hey, I'd love to change this in the process, or I'd love to make this better as far as candidate experience goes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but I, I'll start with the, the AI side. Um, First and foremost, and, and look, I'm I've jumped on the bandwagon. I've you know I'm I'm trying to absorb. Who's, who wrote that book? I should know. So that. this is this is Mike Wolford. This is a okay, awesome. it's a good book. I, I highly recommend. Um, yeah, I love that. And to me, and, and let me start by saying this: the recruiting recruiting industry has always been evolving. This is just another AI is another evolution in the phase of what we do. And so, yes, it is a much bigger step in, in automation. But when you, when you look back when, you know, again, I'm gonna age myself, I was, uh, you know, making cold calls using uh, the yellow pages sometimes or use it like very prehistoric things that, you know, I was going to Barnes and Noble and putting my business card in. Um, you, you were calling the office and, and going, who's, Hey, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I think we forget how much our industry has evolved. Yeah. And so what's happening now is, is, is yes, AI is going to disrupt a lot of things. Great. It should. AI is an enabler. We need as recruiters, as sourcers, as leaders, we need to look at how AI is going to enable our jobs and make them more efficient. And you know we could you could use tons of examples around coordination, around reach out, around like AI is there to help us. And so 
right now, if you as a leader are not embracing chat GPT and BARD and figuring out, you know, piloting, how can this make my team more efficient, then you're, you're missing out and you're going to get, you're, you're going to get passed over. This is people, in my opinion, people need to stop worrying, is AI going to take my job and start thinking about how I'm going to utilize AI to do my job better. Mm. And, and as a leader, that's what you have to be thinking. You have to be thinking about what is next, what's around the bend, and you're seeing it right now with some of the best leaders in our industry have already turned that curve. And they're already doing and, and piloting things and, and, and working on prompts that, that work well for their team in particular. And so, you know, as a leader, that's, that's where my head is at. You know, my head is not, oh, you know, how is AI going to take over job? My, I'm thinking about how is it going to enable my team and how is it going to make our jobs more efficient and better? And so, you know, as a leader, that's, you know, that, that's where my head is at. I'm also... I'm so conscious of the mental state of um, of the teams and where they're at right now and making sure that the environment that you create for your team is a healthy one. Um, we're I don't want to get, you know, talk, I, I could talk about, you know, some things that are going on in the world that are just, man, it's tough. It's, it's tough right now. And if you are not dialed into your people and what they're going through, then you're not being a good leader right now. And so it's really important to look at in every person that's on your team individually and understand that they're all going through something. And as a leader, you have to find out how you can help them. And so, you know, that's that's another aspect. It's it's not just, you know, yes, AI and, and the evolution and the automation of, of what we do and creating efficiencies, it, it's absolutely table stakes. But what's more important is these are people and these are people that are you, your job as a leader is to to develop them, to help them grow and to take care of them and nurture them. And I don't care if they're your, you know, your, your top employee or if they're somebody that's struggling, you care about them equally. And, um, you know, so that's, you know, that's where my head is at right now. And, you know, when I take a step back into um, that role, you know, that will be a top priority of mine. No, I love everything that you're saying. And. Give me a ballpark here, just so, just so people can know how you know what when how, when did you get started in, in in recruitment? I know we talked about like a little bit about your journey, but when when did you yeah. get started? So nineteen ninety eight, I think it was uh, the nineties. Um, so right so what, I, what where I'm going with this is yeah. you just held up a book, and you're learning, and and yeah. I think you know to see someone who has as much experience as you, who's worked with the companies you've worked with you are still, you're still learning. And I think that is, I mean, that's how you grow. Right. And I think yeah, if, if, if you're not looking at, Hey, I'm, I'm doing the same things I was doing 10 years ago, five yeah. years ago. Um, I think you replace, you know, you, you, no, I don't want to say you're going to get replaced, but you're just going to get, you're going to get outdated because you yeah. have to be, you have to Definitely. be looking at, at what those trends are. So I got asked this question. I was on a, um, a podcast this morning. For anyone who saw that, it was an awesome experience. Uh, the team at Adway um, and a ton of people. And one of the questions I got asked, and I'm curious to, to kind of hear uh, your thoughts. What, what do you think are like uh, the two or three things in 2024 um, that individual recruiters, recruiting teams, you know, really, really need to, to kind of keep an eye on? Um, as, as we kind of go in to add as much value to the businesses that yeah. they're serving? Oh, great question. Um, I, I really feel um, this is this is a top priority. This is going to be a top priority. The rigor and discipline that goes into hiring. I think we've all seen what happened when companies overhire, when, when companies get caught up in the, I want to be better than that company. I want to hire faster. I want to, I, I want to implement this product faster. And, and what happens is there's just, you get caught in this, you know, uh, you're, you're just moving so fast that you're losing discipline, you're losing rigor. And we get in, unfortunately, we got into a situation where, you know, companies are having to, to pull back now because of what, because of the lack of discipline and, and the lack of looking at things in a realistic way. And so as a recruiter, mm. we, I, I, 
I think, and again, this is a very broad statement, but a lot of people can say that when companies were opening requisitions feverishly and they were at saying, you know, hire faster, hire more, as a recruiter, you kind of get caught in that and you're like, okay, you know, I got to keep up with my client. I've got to, you know, my business needs me. And I think what, what will be more important for us here in the near future is to be able to start asking those questions and be able to push back a little bit around the discipline and around the rigor of hiring in a way that is much more surgical, um, that is much more around um, you know, what, what does this impact? Does this, you know, why am I bringing on another, you know, engineer in an, in an organization that already has, you know, 10 X the amount of, of, of engineers they need for this particular product. And mm. again, it's not the recruiter's job to be able to, you know, I'm not saying you're the gatekeeper and you need to tell your hiring manager, no, what I'm saying is that you have to ask more questions and you have to not be afraid to challenge some things around the why and and the how. And so, you know, I think um, a lot of times we can accidentally become order takers and that's not the role of TA. TA, we have to be consultants. We have to put a hiring strategy together. And part of that strategy is around, you know, what is our, you know, our, our current headcount? What are our, you know, work with finance as well, work with, you know, all of your different departments, compensation, and make sure that we're not overpaying, overhiring, doing things that are detrimental to the future uh, of the company. And so I think that will play a, a very large part in, um, you know, here in the near future and, and moving forward. And, you know, on that same breath, it's also, going to be important to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes that we've made. And so, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, if, if TA leaders, if um, CHROs, if, if you're, if you have not done a postmortem on 2022, 2023 hiring and looked at what went wrong and, mm. you know, I'm sure there was a lot of right things, but focus on what went wrong to ensure that it doesn't happen again, then you've completely missed a learning opportunity that's staring you right in the face. And so we have to prevent things like, like the overhiring and, and the, the layoffs that are happening. We have to ensure that they don't happen again. And the only way to do that is to go back and do a postmortem and see what went wrong. What can we do differently next time? Wow. And a lot of that, and I'm curious, you, know, you mentioned being a consultant, what would be some advice for, you know, let's say a recruiter that's a, an IC, you don't have a team, you're an individual contributor, but you're part of a team. What, what are some things that have unlocked you being a consultant throughout your career? And what are some, what are some um, I guess, resources or disciplines that individual recruiters can put in place so they, yeah. can, they can be more of a consultant and they can learn the business? Yeah, more. yeah. I mean, I'll, this sounds so elementary, but um, curiosity wins. Like, just mm. be curious don't, you know, I go back to, you know, my time in the agency side, I could have been that agency recruiter that just took that wreck, went back to the office, filled the wreck and just kept doing that time and time again. I owe a lot of my success in my career to being curious and to, and asking the whys and, and, and trying to really entrench myself in what exactly I'm, you know, why am I filling this position and what is it about the role, the company, you know, what are the value props? I mean, really, you you can't ask enough questions. And I'll say this too: if you're in an, if you're in a work environment where you know people are trying to silence you from asking a lot of questions and from being curious, then you're in the wrong place. Um, I really feel like you know the the best environments and culture that I've worked in it's it's a collaborative environment. It's people that um, leaders that that open the um open the door for for anyone and everyone to ask questions and seek to understand and you know we no one has all the answers but together when you work and uh collaborate that's how you get all the answers and so you know the the way i would answer that is you know ask as many questions as humanly possible and don't be afraid of that don't let someone intimidate you for speaking up and and you know wanting to get more details and and you know when you go into an intake session don't rush through it if if your hiring manager or your business stakeholder wants to set a 30 minute 
uh, meeting and you know that it needs to take 45 minutes to an hour, be adamant about that and, and do mm. it's, it's your job, your responsibility. And so, um, you know, take that seriously. I love that, man. It's just, I look, and it, and it's, it's, you know, it can be obviously a challenge if you're working on a lot of wrecks, right. And there's, there's, yeah. Yeah. um, there's the challenges that come with that. I'm, uh, you know, obviously a lot of debate all the time around um, open to work and, and those types of yeah, things. Yeah. Banner. I noticed before we got on the show, you have you have the banner on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not trying to call us like a uh, like. No, a hot, I like it. I'm glad. Oh, I'm so here. glad you went there. I'm yeah. so glad you went I'm, there because I'm just curious. I, like, I what is your take on this? Yeah. You know, I so originally I will. I'm going to be very vulnerable, very honest. I yeah. bought into the whole, you know. Okay, I've got to I've got to create a little bit of a I've got to posture a little bit. I've got to create a little bit more of a you know hey, passive. And then, you know, the more I thought about it, and, and honestly, not even the more I thought about it, the more people I talked to, the more people that I knew that were um, that were out there looking for for jobs, and and the more conversations I had, the real conversation. I mean, real like you know people that were were really struggling. I I, I said you know what I'm not following my own advice and being just authentic, my authentic self. And the reality is I am open to work. Mm. Um, yes, I, I do have a very, very, I have non-negotiables. I'm very specific about what I'm looking to do. But at the end of the day, the reality is that I'm open to work and that I'm looking. And so that's where I am. Um, I just feel like that's, you know, being my authentic self. And so I, I would say the to the people that are on the other side of, of that coin. And I totally get it. Um, Hey, if that's, if that's your authentic self and that's how you want to position yourself, then you do you. Um, but for me, I came to the realization that I was going to be an open book. I was, look, that's why we're talking today. I am, I, I am all about transparency. I'm all about, you know, if you, you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an honest answer. I want to find a company that appreciates that value that I have, because that's what I want to do every day in my next job is be myself and, um, and learn and grow from people and, and create an atmosphere where we're all doing it together. So, yeah. um, I love that question. Um, and, and I, you know, would love to participate in any other debates about it, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, that's why I did it. I just felt like, Hey, you know, that's, that's where I am. It's the truth. Well, that was a someone had, had done a post the other day that basically, uh, well, I think it was yesterday. She just said like she had done exactly what you said, like taking it off to appear passive, right? Yeah, I, just, yeah. I hate that term anyway. If you're having a yeah. conversation with someone, automatically not passive, okay? Yeah. But there, you know, to appear passive and then it was basically getting into conversations and then in the conversation saying, Hey, I've actually been laid off, and then almost kind of getting like barrage with like why did you get laid off like well you're a bottom yeah. performer and i'm just like okay first of all if you're in recruiting and you're asking other recruiters what's going on right now i yeah. really want you to put the empathy hat on and just <laughs> yeah. like, you gotta open your eyes okay yep and it's fine to ask like okay you know were you laid off oh i was okay but like i think you really have to be careful with asking like why you're getting laid off like it's yeah. it's it's a very dangerous kind of territory and it, it kind of can just not be helpful uh but i've i've always thought that like the only time I've experienced something negative around open to work is when as an agency recruiter, I would submit somebody open to work and their hiring manager, it's almost like they felt guilty or like, like it's hard for them to pay a fee for somebody that they knew was open so, to work because in their mind, they're thinking I could have got this person. And my, yeah. always my answer was you are totally right. You could have got this person and they had to sign up there. But, but you, didn't. you didn't do it. So yeah. Yeah. you're not you either you do it yourself, the whole process, or you don't. Point yeah. one. And then the second point is realistically, if you do hide that you are open to work and then you get asked in the question, are you still with that company? And you say no. My immediate question as a recruiter is like, why don't you just say that? And and I think yeah. then you come to the conclusion either they're gonna react negatively that you just out of work and if that's the case yeah. an open work banner or not it's gonna come up and yeah you don't want to waste your own time with someone like that so i think that's where i've landed yeah. on it and I, and I just think yeah. that like you know well, I mean, to your point look, transparency right yeah and and i mean again 
look at where we are in, in our industry. I, I talked about uncharted territory. This is a new era that we're in. And so, you know, if you want to try different things and, um, and put, It's we're having a little uh, doing this. Oh, we have a little, te te little technical difficulty. Yeah, there. sorry about that. I think my headphones just uh, went dead on me. Can you hear no, me no, okay? No. Hear you. Yeah, I can hear you good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's a different time, and we have to understand that, and we have to adapt to um, to the different time. And so you know, and, and on the flip side too, you talked about you know the recruiters. Um, if you you have to be in touch with what's going on. I've said this so many times, the people that have been laid off and, and those that um, are going through this are victims of circumstance. There's really no other way around it. You, they were victims of circumstance and they drew the short end of the straw. And to me, as, a, as somebody that's looking for candidates, I'm actually looking for how people are handling the situation. Mm. I'm looking at their character and I'm, you know, I'm going and I'm looking at their posts on LinkedIn. I'm looking at their demeanor. I'm seeing how they handle adversity and I'm using that as a barometer for their candidacy as well. Man, that's huge. How, how are you approaching uh, networking? Cause I think this is something else that, People throw out networking and, and it's, it's like a, a hack, you know, that people use. Yeah. I say, oh, you just got to go networking. Yeah. You have a strong network. You're a recruiter. So how are you managing this balance of, you know, connecting and finding these yeah. things and networking? Like, walk us through that. Yeah. So first and foremost, um, one thing that that I'm I, I'm proud of is that when I'm reconnecting or, or using my network, these are individuals that. I know that, that whether I haven't talked to in months, years, whatever, there, you know, there, there's always a, a way to positively reconnect. I look back at the people that I've worked with and, and I've thoroughly enjoyed 99% of, of everyone that, that I've come in contact with. So whenever I choose to go network with someone, I always think through, you know, okay, um, bring that positivity of that reconnection into the equation and don't just start with, okay, how is this person going to help me reconnect with them in a, in a very genuine way? I mean, that's, if, if you don't like to do that as a recruiter, then, you know, maybe you are in the wrong trade. I mean, I've, one of the best things about this time frame that I've had is the reconnection with people that I used to work with or, or that I've run across in, in my time and getting caught up in, with their lives and finding out what they're doing and what they're up to. And that brings me a lot of satisfaction. And especially when you see somebody that you work with and you've watched them grow their career. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll use a very specific example. Um, there's somebody that I reconnected with, a former boss of mine, Laura Fuentes, is now the um, the, the CHRO of Hilton. I mean, she has just done amazing. That, that's, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of that company before. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that little company. Um, I just, so, mm. I mean, and, and it's not a surprise. I mean, when she was, she was my boss at Capital One and she was just a phenomenal leader. But I was so excited to reconnect with her just because I'm yeah. proud for her and what she's accomplished. And, you know, the connection was, was really about that first and then it was hey you know hey here's my situation i'm trying to network and, and be be honest and real about it you know hey i'm i'm trying to network this is what's what's going on and be genuine and and really focus on that reconnection and and take a lot out of that too and then don't forget that you know don't go into it thinking that okay i i need to get everything out of this for me what can you do for that person that you're connecting with? What is it that you bring to the table? Um, even they, they may not be looking for a job. They may not be looking for, um, for anything from you, but you still owe them something. Um, they're giving you your, their time. And so make sure you're giving back to, and um, you know, anytime you can do that, it is, um, it, it's only going to better you.
hundred percent. Look, I'm I'm a huge proponent of being able to give value to people, and I think there's seasons where you may be giving more than you're taking, right? Yeah. But if you if you if you look at you know, I, I just kind of look at it as a scales. Like you just want to make sure as much as you can, you're giving value, whether it's a helpful tip. And this is why I'm a big yeah. proponent of content because content, you're able to give a lot of value to people and make an impact at scale. And that, you know, it's a big deal. So one of the reasons I love creating content last question, because I know we're going to wrap up on time. I'm curious, like how, and you mentioned this earlier about, you know, managing mental health and managing these things, a couple of like just, kind of things that you do or maybe tips that you have for people who are on like a long job search because yeah someone on twitter posted the other day they hate it when people just say token things like you know just take a break or just things that things that maybe yeah philosophy like what are some actionable mental health tips here um first and foremost have your inner circle that you could lean on and that you could be raw with know who those people are and make it a safe make it a safe space with them. That is where you have to let the venting and the frustration, let all of that out there and then regroup and put your best self forward for the rest of the community. I have, and again, I know that, I mean, we're all humans and, and we all deal with different emotions and it's, it impacts us differently. But when you take those emotions, those, those negative emotions, and you push them out to individuals that don't know you and don't know how you operate, who you are, it can create a really rough road for you to get where you need to, to be. So the best advice is grab on to, the, to, to those people that you trust the most and let them know that you need them to be a sounding board. You need them to listen to you vent and to, to share the, the horrible experience that you just had or the, the joke of a interview that you just had or you know whatever it is that you're going through, get that out and then regroup and, and, and create who you are as a person in a way that is that, that, that is going to be received the way you want it to be received. And so it's it's much easier said than done. Um, but just be careful. You know, the emotions are, are uh, they're flying around just because of so many things that are happening um, with adversity and so many things that are just happening in the world. And so you have to channel your emotions. The other thing, um, you know, all of this, all of this ghosting and, and, you know, the bad candidate experiences and all that, let that be fuel to your fire. Take some receipts along the way. I mean, put a chip on your shoulder. And know that, hey, know your, know your value, know your worth and say, look, I know that I'm going to find that job. I'm going to find that right opportunity. It may take longer than I want. It may, there may be more obstacles in the way than, than, than before. But use the, the things that are happening that are trying to deter you as fuel. And when you land where you want to be and when you're, you're there, then you could look back and say, okay, I know who helped get me there. But then, you know, there's also the, the receipts of, hey, you know, those are, the, those are the people, those are the companies that maybe I don't want to waste my time with anymore. And so, you know, there's a, there's a really good learning opportunity for all of us in this. Man, great advice. I love that idea of that uh, close circle as well and just having yeah. those people that you trust. And also like the vulnerability around the frustration and emotions because it is frustrating. And I tell people this all the time, whatever experience you think you're going to have, you have to anticipate it is going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's just, it is like, and if there are people again, that you're following on social media that are saying, here are three questions to ask in an interview that guarantee you the job. I I'm just telling people unfollow people like yeah. that because yeah. it's not going to be helpful. It's going to create yeah. frustration. So, um, and guys, like if you don't follow Michael as well, I just want to encourage you to, I'm going to put the link for his profile in the, in the, the actual post. So the reason I say that not necessarily, I haven't posted like a lot recently, which whatever, it's not, not a big deal, but I would go back through and just take a look at some of his posts because what I've seen is somebody who's able to be vulnerable and really put out valuable content. And, uh, I just think definitely worthwhile connecting with him. Is there anywhere else that you 
are active on social or is it mainly just LinkedIn? you know i've mainly uh focused around linkedin um cool. you know i uh, have twitter and, and other places but cool. really linkedin is, is where i've um chosen to really focus in on um on my career and, and things and you know i have um You've you've given me a good nudge. I need to uh, I need to put some more content out there. That's all I do. I just nudge yeah. and just post, post. I love it. I love it. Um, I will take uh, I will take that nudge and I will get something out uh, within the next twenty four hours too. And and I would say, guys, look like and this is a, a testament to you, Michael. Like your posts that you put out, they're not fluffy yeah. and they're always really intentional. Um, and so I think if you are if you're on a job search or you want somebody with like a really 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 balanced view. Um, who's also like vulnerable as a leader? Um, it's a must follow, must connect. So, I appreciate yeah. that, and that's you know that's my end goal. Is um, you know I am who I am. I want to help people too. So if yeah. I could be of any assistance, um, I don't have the magic bullet, the magic wand, or you know I, I don't know the form, the secret formula that's going to you know get everybody jobs. But I'm definitely here to help and here cool. to share the lessons that I've learned along the way. Yeah, well I love that. Well, guys, look. If you uh, if you want to go connect with Michael, do that and just say like, "Hey, I saw you on the uh, Recruiting Is No Joke show." And then I always just say, when you connect with people, patience, empathy. Feel free to follow up with people, but again, just be patient and you know try and be um, as understanding as possible because we all have you know we all got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, so same with myself. And then guys, I would just say, um, if you've got questions for myself around recruitment or, you know, anything job seeker related, feel free to DM me again, just be patient. Um, and I will be back next week, uh, with a, with another guest as always. I'm also going to be adding a Monday to the show as well. So we're going to do Monday and Wednesdays. If you're on TikTok, I usually go live on TikTok as well each day. So go follow me over there. I uh, appreciate that. And then I want to give one last shout out as well to MetaView. Again, thank you so much for sponsoring. You make this show possible, which uh, you make everything that I do uh, possible. So I really appreciate that. And uh, and Michael, I appreciate you uh, giving us the time today. So much value. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're doing Hey, yeah. I, let me throw it back to you. I mean, I really appreciate I mean, when you reached out to me, I mean, I just thought that was amazing because mm. at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're trying to help our community. And so um, kudos to you, Joel. I really, really appreciate the time that you've put forth on all of this. I appreciate that, man. I'll give you, uh, I'll, I'll write the check after the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we'll take care. And I see Alex. Hi, Alex. Steven, always showing up. We got Bapula. Stan had some great comments in there. Brandy, guys, appreciate all of you. Appreciate the support. I'm going to end the show.